Hey, what's going on, my friends? It's 26 March 2020. So I conducted an, a, a podcast earlier in the day as I was heading heading out uh, to the office for the evening. I, I had a few patients on the schedule tonight. And uh, for most of the day, I was a little, I was a little bit fucking, I don't know, cranky, depressed, um, for obvious reasons, you know, but trying to stay motivated. It's the, um, I'll, I'll touch base on that real quick, something that you can, I'm sure, relate to. Everything's shut down, man. It feels like we're living a Groundhog Day existence. We got every day we wake up and there's some crazy headlines about, uh, you know, this critter and how the virulence, that's a scientific term, the virulence of this pathogen, another scientific term, this virus is, is out there wreaking some havoc as it passes through. York City, of course, the shit show. All built-up areas, urban environments are easy pickings for this sort of thing, for its spread. And so we're greeted by the, the news nightly and by morning, and then for the better part of the day, we either work however we can. Uh, my wife and I teach for, for part of our living. Her entire living is teaching. She's a great special education teacher. She's got conference calls and IEPs and curriculum and all this stuff to try to make sense of with uh, with this, all the work, for all the teaching from home stuff. And myself as well at the two universities that I teach at. There's all kinds of uh, distance learning taking place. And it can be, it's awesome in one sense. It's why I got into teaching. I want to do it remotely. In another sense, it is, um, it's frustrating, it's confusing, it's, um, I never thought I'd be wishing, you know, that I could get back to some face-to-face instruction, but I miss my students, and I miss, uh, all the things that I used to complain about, the routine of waking up Tuesday and Thursday and driving in to teach lecture and the interaction with the students and so on and so forth. Of course, I mentioned previously that my practice is is kind of at a trickle right now only the most urgent patients are able to come in and see me and uh, uh, so you got to be particularly hurting I saw four patients today that uh, really needed my services and I was happy to come out and once again I I treated them in a mask and gloves I just cleansed the entire facility prior to my leaving for the day. I'll go back tomorrow and clean more and try to process some checks and add a new patient call up. Maybe I'll see her on Monday, sounds like. She must be hurting pretty good. Part of me is reluctant to be even be out there myself, but it's a duty. It's my it's my ambition, my passion to serve. It's what I signed up for. Um, but I... I'm under no illusions that I'm, what I'm doing is saving lives, of course, and that is the, mo- the highest priority right now. Saving lives in the hospital environment, in public health environment, 
and I just see myself as doing a service, trying to help people out of their pain that they might be dealing with. At a, you know, I had postal workers that come in, and they're hurting. They're standing all day. They're dealing with the public who is increasingly um, belligerent. This is a funny story. I'll shift gears. All that shit you knew, right? The the Groundhog Day. The lot of time sitting on our ass. Hopefully you're you've got that luxury. Um, it's an unfortunate luxury because I know there's a lot of tradesmen and stuff that are, might listen to this podcast, and they might be plumbers or electricians or builders or whatever, and they're like, "Well, we still going to be out there." I just talked to my buddy who works for Amtrak. He helps to keep the tracks running and functional, and that's important work. But he drives up every day to um, New York City and works for Amtrak, works on the trains. So he's going into the epicenter of this bullshit. Hopefully he doesn't get sick. But he's just like talking about it matter-of-factly. Like, yeah, I gotta get up at 3 in the morning and go in there. My buddy John, he's always been like that. He's a hard fucking worker, man. Hard worker, blue-collar guy. Real smart, really cool. Just wants to listen to some good music and have some beers and eat, uh, do some smoking, make some food um, on the smoker. Great fucking guy. One of my top ten people ever. And, uh, you know, he's just matter for, yeah, I'm getting up at three in the morning. I got to get up. I'm in bed right now. You're calling me. It's eight o'clock at night. So, anyway, it's a luxury if we have the opportunities to hunker down and quarantine it's uh, it's an unfortunate luxury because it's fucking boring. It's monotonous. All you do is sit around and eat and try to do work on your computer. And you're like, oh, what a fucking bunch of shit. Nobody wants to be doing this right now. Everybody's depressed. Everybody's stressed. And so it sucks. I'll tell you some quick stories about the uh, about my encounters today. That I had one of my, my postal worker friends. She said that... Uh, in the same shopping center where she, where her, her office is, the post, her postal office in whatever town, um, there's a shoe store owner, and a woman comes out, and she's, uh, she's walking around, you know, she's got her door open, and she's doing whatever, you know, like a shop owner, like myself, as even a doctor, but as a, a place of non-emergency care. I'll go in even if I got nobody on the schedule. Check the schedule, see if any checks came in, return messages, see if I can serve anybody, see if I can somehow, in all this mess, still be able to produce something, to earn a living, to fight back, to um, to help people, to do something, being productive, right? So this here's this uh, running shoe store owner comes over. And she's been there, I think, for like 15 years at least. And she comes over and she goes, oh, what's going on? So the post office is kind of like a barbershop. People come in, they're talking about this and that in town. The shoe store owner is like, yeah, what's going on with this cigar place? Or the, my, my clerk friend, she's like, oh, so are you open? And the shoe store owner goes, well, I don't know, I guess. I mean, ever." Everybody else seems to be open. All these businesses are open. What's the cigar store owner open for? 
you know, everybody's in everybody's business and watching what's going on, and um, <laughs> it's just funny, you know, all the shit that goes on. My my other postal worker friend says that his buddy or his uh, sidekick in the in the post office, one of this uh, residents of a group home that lives that is situated nearby, they get constant barrage of these people from the group home and hey people are people in a sense but there's these group homers are pretty fucking strange sometimes and uh group homer came in and sneezed right on this clerk in the post office and the guy flipped the fuck out he left he left his post at the uh at the desk and left for like i don't know four hours comes back later in plain clothes and uh, refuses to take the front. It's just like, I fucking had it. I had it with this bullshit. These fucking people. Imagine dealing with the public in the midst of a pandemic and some group homer comes in and sneezes on your ass. Fucking crazy, right? Crazy. <clears throat> Last guy came in, hell of a guy, you know, and he, uh, I've known him for 10, 15 years. Fixed the guy up, had a kink in his neck, did my best for him, spoiled him, talking to him, helping him. He starts, you know, we started talking about old times, started talking about military stuff and outdoorsy stuff and hunting. And the guy's had a lot of hardship over the past year or so. Had a real hard run of it. And then this pandemic hits, right? So he's just kind of, he gets lost and starts telling stories and talking and I'm listening and, and I'm, you know, I'm starting to get impatient, starting to get a little anxious because once again, I've got that skill where I'm a good listener. So people don't realize when to quit. So he's telling me about deer hunting and squirrel hunting and this rifle and land navigation. And I'm taking it all in and I'm halfway between telling him get the fuck out and tell him to just keep on just amuse, just tell me more, bro. Cause I'm interested. I am interested. And I, and I'm, I'm empathetic cause I, I'm a storyteller myself. And this guy is a champion storyteller. And he's talking to me about the woods and the, and the places where he hunts and the, and the fish he caught. And I'm taking it all in. I'm just like, wow, this is, this is inspiring. This is great. And I'm looking at him and he just keeps on talking and I'm trying to figure out how I can sidetrack him enough via with a sigh or something. Okay. Or leaning back on my chair or changing my body language. None of it's working. He keeps on going. And uh, I'm looking at him now. I'm not looking at his eyes. I'm looking right at his forehead. I'm looking through to his brain, like really curious what's going on with this guy with the activity of his brain. I'm thinking about all the shit that he's been through with illnesses and, and unfortunate events, a series of unfortunate events, not the movie, but real fucking life that this guy has experienced over the past couple of years. And now this happens and he's here for care. And the care includes listening to his stories and joining in and on a night when I've got, I should have six or ten people on the schedule for just an evening that I work, Thursday evenings. Um, 
and he's the last patient of the day. I'm just listening to him and talking to him and trying to help and staring through his forehead, through the skin, through the subcutaneous tissue, through the bone of his frontal region, into his cerebral cortex, and thinking about what he's thinking about, pondering what he might be pondering, and what compels him to tell this story, and to keep on going. What is it about me that makes me so such a good listener? I'm not just tooting my own horn. I mean, I, it's a curse sometimes. But I was happy in the end, coming driving home at 8.30 at night, when I haven't seen my family for several hours. I'm thinking about, it was time well spent listening to a story. What is it about human beings that that makes us want to tell stories and want to listen to stories? And and that's one of the things that makes the world go round. You know, today, I'm going to tell you something right now. There ain't shit fucking happening on these highways, man. Restaurants are closed. Bars are closed. Twinkle of lights decorates the homes along my path home. As everybody in these homes, just just beyond the wall, just some wood and plaster and paint separates me from them as I drive by and wonder about what the hell they got going on, what their day must have been like, and how similar it is for so many people that are, you know, under this social distancing thing, this self-quarantine shit. What was their day like? What are the similarities and the differences? One thing's for sure, everybody's fucking buttoned up right now. There ain't a whole lot going on. Getting close to home now. Uh, This afternoon I took my dog for a walk. It was a beautiful day, 50s, high 50s, early 60s. I go out to my favorite place at the scout camp where nobody else goes. And I parked there, and as I got out of the car, I heard a motor, an engine purr up behind me. There's this guy in this SUV, like an SUV slash truck, like a Chevy Avalanche or whatever the fuck the Honda version is of that and slowed and then kept going clearly didn't want to fucking engage me I take the dog out we sat on a mossy rock and I let her chase some sticks and take a swim and just sat there with Momi walking around did a little hike, came back right now I'm driving like 35 miles per hour and 45 That's what this coronavirus culture does to us. It changes things. It changes. Everything's at a standstill still. This ultra-productive society of ours, where we always want to get things done yesterday and always looking for the next thing to do, sometimes just for the sake of being busy. We all bitched about that, and now we want it back. But it ain't happening anytime soon, I don't think. 
back on track. I head up to the friggin' camp, scout camp. Nobody's out there. Beautiful day. Let the dog out. Fucking little SUV truck slows as it goes around the bend. Didn't want a piece of me. Commence on the hike. Watch the friggin' creek trickle by. And the mossy rocks. And the water bugs. And a little crawfish that came out. I'm wondering about these other environments. And just checking them out. Just curious. Thinking about when I was a boy. When I would walk along the mountain roads. In the Catskills where we had a cabin. And I would walk for miles. Three miles. Five miles. Just looking at rocks. And looking for pools. And were there any fish there. And what kind of animal life was around. Scrambling around the rocks. And listening to the rush of the water. I lost myself for at least a few minutes. I couldn't get any any service on my cell phone, which is probably a good thing. Because I would be glued to my fucking phone recall, uh, responding to text messages or emails or all this other stuff. Just, just desperate to try to, every day, dig do my part to dig myself, dig us out of this mess. Just to try to succeed in whatever small way that I can succeed in. Try to make my students laugh or try to give drop some decent content to know that to feel like I'm really doing my best and I'm holding the line in this anatomy instruction or whatever I'm doing. Just trying to do my best so that I can feel like I'm earning the wages the um, that they're paying me. However meager I might have considered them. I want to do a good job. I want to be valued. I want to be, you know, even with the four patients that I saw this afternoon, I wanted to serve them. I wanted to show them that I was there for them, that somebody's here to help. Somebody's still around that you can count on somebody. I think people want to know in this, during this pandemic, that, um, people can still be counted upon. That this is not an excuse for us to fear one another. You know, I I had talked to a good friend yesterday and said that <clears throat> to put on my directional pulling into my fucking yard. There's not a peep out here. Nobody else around. Um, friend told me yesterday that his sister and his daughter had contracted this coronavirus live in the vicinity of you know where it's there's a lot of cases being discovered and uh, the heart went out to him trying to console a friend trying to be optimistic about you know our ability as human beings to shrug this insult off this little critter and move on and maintain our health and bolster our defenses and our um, herd immunity to get over this. I mean, some say, what I've read is that uh, there's two ways to get over this pandemic. The two two methods are either herd immunity, 
which means that enough people have encountered this environment, this, this critter rather, this virus, that we build immunity against it. Our antibody production boosts up and we are able to, um, you know, the, the virus just gets tired of looking for a host, you know, knocks on this door. Oh, they got good defenses. They got a good security system. Oh, this person's got antivirus over here. That's no fun. Is there anybody still left to play with? That sort of thing. 60 to 80% of us are going to get it somehow. Nobody wants to be among the first, of course, and there's a stigma around it. You know, I saw a buddy that said, oh, the lady down the street has coronavirus. <laughs> Fucking A. Like, people are worried about it, you know. My buddy, I mentioned going off to work in New York City. He's in the, he's in the middle of it. It'll almost be impossible for him not to get it, right? The other way, of course, is if we could develop a vaccine, which is happening, it's going to take some period of months, maybe a year. I doubt it'll take that long. I think we got our best and brightest on this. Ooh, on this job. So we're going to find a way to to uh, create something, an, a defense against this. So we're going to give everybody a shot in the arm and Ideally, that's going to be, everybody's going to come out of their houses with a little fucking band-aid on their shoulder, on their deltoid muscle, and they're going to, you know, the sun's going to shine on us in time for summer and vacations and barbecues and all that stuff. That's the hope. So herd immunity or exogenous immunity, vaccination. There's even some treatments that are coming out antibodies from people who have um, fought and survived this virus. There's some sense that we're going to be donating those, if those people, we could harvest the blood from those people and donate it. Um, that that could help spread the immunity. So interesting. Very interesting time, my friends. And very interesting stories that we all have and are encountering and are remembering during these crazy fucking days. There are phrases that people will utilize like, stay safe. <laughs> stay safe, like you're going out there, like, you know, make sure you wear a coat. Stay safe. It's like safe driving, you know, something like that, where it's just like an obligatory, take care of yourself. Stay safe. Don't get the virus. It's crazy, man. Anybody has interest, uh, you, know, you should, you know, go on, um, if you want to get a sense of the size of things, go on Khan Academy and search the scale of the very small, the scale of small and the scale of large, and he goes through all these different things, like the biggest things we can encounter in the world or in the universe, that would be it, like the multiverse would be the largest and the smallest would be down into the level of you know, um, new um, atoms and molecules and uh, subatomic particles and stuff. Get a sense of the scale of what viruses and bacteria and different creatures live on, right? 
is very, very interesting. I'm going to put all this in perspective. I think it even has things like a virus. Yeah, like this This is how big a bacteria is in comparison to a human hair or, you know, 10 to the whatever, 10 to the plot, positive, 10 to the negative, whatever. Really, really interesting. So Khan Academy, or KA, scale of the small and large. Interesting shit. I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>